What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Skirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's youngin' up in here. I think we gotta get that demographic. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just restart? No? Restart. <laughs> All right, shit. Word. Okay. Here we go. Mega Late Show, episode number 100 and something. I am Mega. Bow bow, this is late. Stay yeah. in your house. There we go. And uh, yeah, as you can hear, we are recording over the phone again, thanks to the coronavirus. But we are a weekly uh, hip hop, uh, Tokyo, and creative culture podcast uh, recorded here in Tokyo. So thanks for tuning in. I think people know the vibes, right? Um, Maybe. If not, they're going to catch it pretty soon. Word. And, uh, you know, uh, usually we have in-studio guests, but today we're on the phone. And we're also rocking with a good friend of ours who um, we kick it with quite often. You've heard him mention on the podcast several times. And we were actually hoping to record a couple weeks ago. But thanks to this quasi-lockdown of Tokyo, um, this quasi-quarantine, we uh, decided to cancel that. But we're here with uh, DJ Tag. Peace, Tag. Hey, what's up? What's up? Konnichiwa, Minasan. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for having me join, even if it's uh, virtually over the phone from across the city. But uh, man, it's so good to finally have a chance to to join y'all for one of your legendary rap music and hip hop recordings. Hey, yeah, man. And, and oh man, did you come to the wrong podcast? <laughs> now, legendary is is a good word to describe us. I I use that to describe everything, though. I got those new Fruit Loops. The unicorn fruit loops that they got in Tokyo, legendary. Oh, nice. Nice. No, actually, they were but pretty But for real, uh, it's, it, it, it's an absolute honor to, uh, to join y'all tonight, especially to, to talk about something as important as uh, what I think is on the agenda for tonight. Yes, indeed. Yeah, the subject matter is definitely legendary. I think so, man. Um, uh, I, before, before we get into the subject matter, I just want to say um, eventually we will have uh, DJ Tag back on the podcast to talk about his DJing career and all his background in underground hip-hop. You're actually one of my favorite people to talk to about underground hip-hop shit, Tag. Uh, We both, I feel, are cut from that similar kind of four elements, underground hip-hop, early 2000s, late 90s cloth, I think. Rap nerds, rap nerds. Yeah, Mm -hmm. indeed, indeed. But uh, yeah, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, the DJ Premier and RZA beat battle that just took place last Saturday. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Word and um, shit. I guess to for some background for for people, this is a part of this kind of new uh, producer battle type of endeavor that Swiss Beats and Timbaland are doing. I guess they're calling the company versus or the promotion versus, and I'm not exactly sure what that entails or where where they're going to go from uh, in the future. But they've already hosted a few different uh, battles. Um, who did we have? We had Timbaland versus Swizz. We had um, who else was it? Manny Fresh versus Scott Storch. Well, it's funny because yeah. um, Swizz had already battled. Timbaland, I think in 2018, mm-hmm. and I think he battled Just Blaze even before that, like uh, not on IG or maybe they streamed it on IG, but it was like mm-hmm. in person or in a studio, and they had like people in there watching the battle. So the concept 
has been flipped for you know this kind of uh digital only situation right. we're all living through but right. i don't know i feel like it's uh working even a little better this way you, you know i i love it i love the idea of it and um the only thing that i wish they kind of sorted out a little bit better would be the production quality um i think it was one of the main yeah. problems true, with true, this true. battle and i think i think I mean, actually go ahead well uh just to run off like the the rest of the battles just like you were talking about like um who was it Janta, austin and neo right um they had like a pop battle i forget those guys names uh no shots uh hit boy and boy wonder right um the dream and sean garrett and that might be it yeah might I, be that sounds that sounds about right there's been a but few yeah, this like one, this would definitely seem like the pinnacle but yeah i hear you on the um the uh the the quality and, and setup but it just kind of i've been noticing what's funny like kind of as a phenomenon is uh it, it's a beautiful thing all these instagram lives and everything but it just it seems so crazy to me you know with with the advancements in technology that that we've had right i've got like this amazing bose speaker this sono speaker alesis monitors for like all this perfect sound in my house and like the best party that i've been to in months is like this thing on my phone from my iphone speaker that was right. produced by other speakers in the iphone speakers it's just it, it's amazing you know for uh how, how low tech you can still produce just such an amazing party right word i think like with the earlier battles it kind of added to the rawness of it like right it's dope like it has that kind of spontaneity that's that kind of feeling to it that energy <clears throat> but now that it's like kind of turning into a brand it's, and when when you have moments like these with you know legendary figures you kind of wish uh at least for posterity even that right uh, right you had a better right. recordings or you yeah, know you can, something like you can that. step that up right like um you know simulcast through, through youtube facebook you know some of the other um other media channels that I've, I've been seeing like some of the um more like on like the electronic music side but doing like little virtual festivals where i mean they have djs coming from their, their house and everything but they're able to sync them all up together you know direct into the input so you can watch on instagram but you can also put it on youtube and you know have it like on your tv or good sound system or something um and I so mean, I don't know, maybe this will kick that off you know for some of these next events hopefully as they continue I, they you know up the production value and actually have the guys compete with you know uh real setups where the audio comes through crystal clear but one of the right. things that's dope about it is that there's a certain level of immediacy to it with these guys just kind of rocking with us off of the phone and mm -hmm, unlike right. some of the other like really great moments in like hip-hop history uh this one was so immediate you know i can't really think of anything that was that felt as immediate uh on this level since like i don't know kanye doing the live C hurricane katrina george w bush call out like that just like hey. happened and it was like oh shit that is you know just raw immediacy Mm -hmm. but, sure, but this sure. but this feels like a, a huge moment in hip-hop culture i was thinking to myself like you know 30 years from now i'll tell my grandchildren where i was at like during the first plague and that rizza battle dj premiere and shit you know it, right it's pretty it's yeah, pretty it's, nuts it's crazy how like you know timbaland and swiss beats it's crazy 
in and of itself. You know what I mean? Those are some high level producers or, you know, music minded people. But and maybe I'll get into this a bit later at the end. But it's it's weird how like that era, that mid 90s era when Preem and something about that time, Mm -hmm. like a lot of people call that one of the golden eras in hip hop, no doubt. But it's it's like a feeling beyond nostalgia. Like, I don't know why that era pops off like it does. Right. True. I mean, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I could I yeah, could wax nostalgic and go into reasons why I think so, but yeah. you know, when that we right think about a whole other podcast in itself, right. for sure. When we think about the entire canon of hip hop from, you know, the earliest releases all the way up to the most contemporary stuff that came out, you know, today, um, you know, a, a top ten list of producers could feasibly have these two guys on it. Um, whereas, you know, shout out to Timbaland, but He's more, in my opinion, more of a kind of pop producer um, that works with a lot of different styles of uh, music, you know, R&B, contemporary pop sounds. And he has worked with a lot of, you know, cats that are considered hip hop uh, and that are hip hop and and Swizz as well. But this pocket that Primo and RZA sit in are the ones it's the one that cultivated that nostalgic boom, boom, bap sound. And what kind of most heads hold on to more than, uh, you know, people that like to hear the Rough Riders anthem at a basketball game, you know. So right, this right. was this was really like seeing, you know, uh, two uh, athletes in their prime competing in, in a way that we just don't really ever get um, in hip hop production. So it felt really crazy to me i i I can't think of a a bigger moment i think i think like the last big moment that everybody in hip-hop kind of looked at each other and was like yo what the fuck that was crazy it's probably kendrick lamar's control verse okay i I would think i don't know am i off on that it's it's, i can't think of anything else quite big 2000 years ago yeah maybe like 2016 15 something like that I mean, nothing yeah. immediately come into mind. No, that no. shit was 2013. Whoa. Yeah. Nigga, we're old. I mean, <laughs> time is happening, right? But, but yeah, I mean, this shit feels crazy. It feels really crazy. Well, I, think, I think, too, to go back to, to Lake's point, I mean, without, you know, going into all the reasons things in the 90s were were what they were, I mean, you know, as you look at the list, and, and I know we'll go through it, of... Uh, the the artists that these uh, two producers worked with, I mean, they they really span. I, I'm not going to say they span every you know major artist of the '90s, but I mean, if you look across, right? Of course, you've got all the the, the key members of the, the Wu and, and those affiliates, um, and on Premier's side, right? Everybody from the Gangstar Foundation. But I mean, both of them were working with you know the Nas's and Biggies, um, Jay Z's, and and all those folks. Limp so, Biscuit. Uh, Limp Bizkit. You know what I mean? Yo, I, was, that I was waiting for that remix. Right, right. Yeah, I was surprised that he didn't, that he didn't pull that one out. But um, but but I think that's part of what made this one so special for, I mean, anybody that has kind of, you know, was there in that era or that understands the importance of that era. I mean, these these two producers really do encompass, you know, such a diverse spectrum of, of all the artists that right. uh, that were around then. Yeah, you man. Know, are, are, are we still on track? 
as far as uh yeah i think so uh, timing are are we talking about the tracks now no no let's 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 get into it i I mean yeah let's finish up our thoughts on on this i i did want to um address one of the things that i thought kind of affected people's perception of the battle though um Riz's sound quality wasn't all that great and he was trying to get it right but premiere's beats just hit harder on the live stream like you could hear the treble really well through Riz's setup but the like the um the the low frequencies the bass weren't coming through on a lot of the tracks so when he would drop a track it just didn't hit as hard because you weren't really getting the full kind of feeling of the beat coming on in the way that I felt premiere was. So uh, especially, especially in the first couple like rounds, low in theory kind of sample joint. Yeah, it was, it was right. Like you would hear the, the, the vocals, right. Very well. And kind mm-hmm. of like the other parts of like the melody and the treble and the sample. But like, there was just something missing from a lot of those beat drops. And because I'm so intimate with a lot of those beats and, and love them and listen to them often, I was like, oh, man, that's not hitting as hard as it should be. And I thought that was kind of a little bit of a, a hindrance um, in yeah, the perception I mean, and, and of it, it. True, yeah. And if you're looking at it, you know, for not that I was, but, you know, folks that, that you know, were really looking at, like, you know, who's going to win this. Um, I, I've been to more than enough live beat battles where the winner isn't necessarily the one with the better beat, but the one with, right. the, you know, the louder oh, yeah. drop or the, the deeper bass. Um, yeah. even if it's the, the, the simpler beat. And so I think some of that principle definitely came to play in, in some of the uh, balance of sound quality. Um, but again, you know, I don't think, you know, any folks, you or, or I were, you know, really looking at like right. this, oh, who's going to win? Who's going to win? You know, we were just enjoying a good a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, the levels to it. Like if this goes on and continues to be a thing, like Rory, you were saying, it's, it's not only going to be uh like audio but also the visual aspect to it and that that's even been shown in some of the other battles before like people dress up or they like tour their right. house or do some crazy shit while people are mm-hmm. watching yeah and no even, doubt. even even rizza you know what i'm saying like premiere was in a studio and you know rizza probably has a studio but my man set up in his living room so he could have Yo. the afro samurai playing behind him yeah, yeah what what rizza, what rizza lacked in sound quality he made up for in visual quality i i, I yeah. may have been able to hear primo better but i was watching rizza better oh when um, his kids came in the background yeah. too it was like yo right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, shit was fine. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I checked that off my notes. I'd, I'd had a note to mention that uh, visuals and background hey. were good. So, all right, checked off. Okay. Word, word. You, you know, another thing that I was thinking about in, in regards to um, what you just said is like, I went into this, um, going into it, my thought was if Rizza plays beats that he made in the last 20 years and that's his go-to, then he's going to lose this battle. Because I feel like, and, and I've said this before, I'm a huge Rizza fan, but Rizza is the, my most disappointing hip-hop hero because I held him in such a high regard. And I haven't really liked a lot of, most of his work post like Supreme Clientele. So going into this, mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, he can get washed easier than Primo because Primo's maintained a certain level of quality. It's a little bit more formulaic, his approach, but there's a level of quality there that I felt that RZA dropped. But as the mm. battle started, I didn't care. 
You know what I mean? I wasn't keeping right. track of the score to be like, okay, this person's better than this person or this is meaningful, whoever wins. I was just keeping track of my own like subjective uh, idea of what songs that I prefer. You know what I mean? What did you guys right, think right. going into the battle um, uh, in your approach to judging it or your expectations? Well, going into it, I was kind of, I guess I was with the general consensus that oh primo's probably got rizza on this i didn't think rizza was going to get washed because i think low-key rizza's my favorite producer but ha having um having you know being familiar with prizza's uh, repertoire like his catalog you know he's got a lot of uh what what would you call them not just classics but you know kind of soundtracks to your hip-hop life mm -hmm. But once the battle was going on, and then after it finished, I was kind of like, yo, RZA, even though a lot of his shit is mostly with the Woo, he's got a bag that is deep, like so deep. Like those albums have so many cuts on them that people are so familiar with in a way that I think people aren't with, you know, a random cut off of a Gangstar album. Agreed. So right. I kind of felt like at the end, like, you know, they were like, oh, we can go to, you know, 3 a.m. or, you know, until Monday or whatever. I was kind of like, yo, I think RZA would outbox Primo if that was the case. If it was a war of attrition, I think you're right. Right. Uh, that's that's the thing, too, because there are like RZA fanatics. You know, there's people who know everything about the Woo and read books about it. But I feel like there's Primo fans. You know, there's people that really like Primo. They know his catalog. But the kind of rabid fandom and fanaticism, like Wu-Tang was one of the first groups to really produce that in hip-hop culture. You know, like... Yeah, for sure. White college kids all around the world were you know the biggest woo fans and premier primo never really had that type of backing i think so but but yeah uh, another thing i thought was nuts is uh, did you did you all watch the live stream rory i know you did uh tag i know you did but right. did you watch it live late yeah yeah okay i, uh, I actually missed a, a zoom talk to watch that shit Hey, I appreciate that, man, for the culture. Yeah, so, Priorities. so, so I, 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 I will, uh, while, while I say I watched it live, I will give a, uh, um, a, you know, a small confession. I did, it's a, you know, a few points was doing some 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 other errands. So I got to give it up to my wife. She straight up watched the whole thing nonstop. Right. You know, I, I was a little bit in and out and uh, and did have a bit catching up to do. Um, so I'll just put that out there as a, uh, as a confession. I'm not afraid to admit it. Word. Um, she might be more of a head than you, man. I'll be talking to she her, is. and she'll bring up some yeah. shit like, yo, I was listening to Melancholy Gypsies the other day. And I'm like, word, I never had this conversation with DJ Tag. No doubt. All right, so shout out to Lady A. <laughs> word, word. Shout out to Lady A. She's a better hip-hop fan and a better cook, but here we are. Right. Yeah, um, man, watching the live stream, like, I watched it with my wife as well, and she was all excited. She said it felt like New Year's Eve or something. It was, it was electric in our household, but... Just watching the live stream, all of the names that kept on popping up. I was keeping track oh of, my God, of, right. of some of the names, man. And, and before we go into track by track, let me just read off some of these. I, I got a little list that I made. Uh, Sway, DJ Coco, Stolly, Adrian Brody, 
I didn't know he was such a head, but yeah, shout out to him. Adrian Young, mm-hmm. Bismarcky, Royce the Five Nine. I think I saw all of the locks. LL Cool J, Crazy Legs, Pasta News, Pharaoh Monch, Havoc, uh, the Rhyme Sayers, Insta, uh, both cats from Run the Jewels, Ninth Wonder, Souls of Mischief, J Electronica, Ebro, French Montana, Cool Keith, Black Thought, Babu, Newmark, uh, Busta Rhymes, Rocka Ira Science, Saigon, Apathy. Uh, Stretch, Slug, Evil D, Scratch, Bumpy Knuckles, Scratch Bassett, Murs, A-Track, Godfrey. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And uh, Mega. And yeah. there was younger people in there, too, like Joey Badass, mm-hmm. Mino. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ava like, DuVernay uh, was in like, there. Yeah, it truly spanned, like, hip-hop. Indeed. Like, a lot of the times when people are like, keep it hip-hop, it kind of throws back to the old school or like a certain kind of generational gatekeeping kind of feel mm-hmm. but i don't know if it's just because uh you know everybody's in their house right now but like all eyes were on this shit no doubt yeah man um you know i uh there was a point and you guys know how big of a fan i am of all the west coast underground project blow type of cats there was a point where dj Premier was like yo shout out to the freestyle fellowship he said something like, I see mm-hmm. Micah 9, and I was like, ah, hopefully somebody. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Micah, I, I need to uh, uh, chat with you all- offline on that at, at some point. I went back and revisited Freestyle Fellowship a couple weeks ago, mm. and uh, I-, I like those guys now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, so I've actually cool. never heard you say anything negative about Fellowship. That probably would have broke my heart. We we definitely are on separate, uh, different sides of the fence when it comes to uh, Cannibal Ox, though. So. True, true. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just I, I never fully, like, I, I never really like fully grasped those guys, but but I get it now. But we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. Yeah, once we get you on the podcast, man, for sure. No, no doubt. Yeah, it'll be really fun. <laughs> well, I mean, um, shoot, is there anything else that we need to say about kind of the general uh, delivery of this? Um, no. Oh, oh, I got, I got, I got. I think as far okay. as. Go ahead. Well, I just want to say about the audio quality. It's kind of funny to see like. I mean, the technology is kind of limited for what we're doing, trying to, like, get CD qual- or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. 320, whatever, whatever, through uh, a stream on a phone. I can understand why that's difficult. But it is funny hearing, like, RZA be like, oh, I'm, I'm soggy with this shit. Like, I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. Right. And, like, Premier has, like, got his engineers on the phone, and they're like, yo, you got to put your speakers behind yeah. your phone. Or, you know, mm-hmm. some kind of weird phasing shit. Mm. Shout out to it's Parks, man. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Parks Parks is one of the guys on the Joe Budden podcast. He's uh, Joe Budden's engineer for a long time. And uh, he's also uh, DJ Premier's uh, engineer as well. So shout out to oh, Parks. Works. Yeah. Hey. The last thing that I wanted to say before we go into um, the track ratings was about um, when they approached. I, I, I saw the and I posted this in the group chat. But I watched the interview that um, DJ Premier gave with Sway um, on the Sway in the Morning show. And uh, Premier was saying that initially uh, when they approached him about doing the beat battle, uh, he said that he wanted Dr. Dre. And I thought that that mm-hmm. was really well, I thought that was really interesting. But um, I guess they couldn't get Dre. And then they offered him Pete Rock. And he was like, yo, I battle Pete Rock all the time when we're on tour. So then they finally came to him with the RZA. And, um, uh, okay. yeah. And, and, you know, I guess we'll get into that a little bit more. 
at the end of the podcast when we talk about some more hypothetical matchups or, or things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I was hoping do do um, I've got to I've got to keep track of the paper and pencil here as we go through the songs. Can one of you guys bring up the um, the track listing uh, of the battle? Do you guys have that little? Yeah, I've uh, got it. I've, I have it right in front of my face right now. Okay, dope. Well, um, yeah, by round so through the official twenty plus the additional uh, eight that they each threw out afterwards. As okay. Well. My ass was taking notes during the whole thing, not thinking that somebody else would definitely do it the same. But I took notes you know, on every single track that was being played as they were being played. But but nice. um, okay, so so uh, I guess let's let's get started on round one then, uh, okay. which was uh, the Jizza track, Liquid Swords, and Jay Z's. Um, what was that on? Uh, a million, uh, million, a million and one, one questions. questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. That was easy for me. That was an easy pick for me, guys. Okay. I had the RZA on that. Yeah. I, uh, I, I will give that one to the RZA as well. Okay. You too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely RZA, although that is a tough, tough, tough primo track. They, yeah, they're they're all tough for sure. I just I just think the the effectiveness of the, of the intro and even Primo said so. You know, he's like, oh, well, okay, we're we're starting off like that. We're going yeah. that hard right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think even Primo recognized that. One thing that I, I was kind of surprised about on on both of them, um, neither one of them, and and I was really surprised, neither one of them opened up with their core crew. I mm. I, I really figured that RZA was going to kick it off with. You know, one of the the Wu songs, right. and Primo would kick it off with with the Gangstar song, and, and neither one of them did that. I mean, uh, Rizzy, you know, he he kept it within within the crew with with Jizza, but yeah, for for starters, I really thought they were going to kick it off like with their core crew. Um, not that those folks didn't get represented later, but that was my that was my one little surprise there. But yeah, round one, Jizza. Yeah, uh, you know, I I like that Jay Z track a lot, but and you know, Primo, all his tracks with Jay are pretty dope. But yeah, that's it. That was an easy choice for me, like that liquid sores is just more much more iconic off rip so all right so round one we've got three for the rizza round two was method man bring the pain and mop breaking the rules for me i went riz on that i one. went riz on that too yeah i can't even really recall that mop track yeah i mean it's good but it's good i mean there's not a single track played that wasn't good but Debatable. No, no, yeah. you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, bring the pain is just you know that's a uh, for MOP. I, I think I know why why Prem went with MOP because that that bring the pain track is like that's one of the songs that you know boxers walk out to. That means mm-hmm. that you're you know you're ready to fight. And and I thought that would have been a good way to start off the match, but. Yeah, that that means you're ready to fight, and so Primo went with something with energy too. But I just think that the kind of the legacy of Bring the Pain is much stronger. We've had people. We we have a question that we used to ask on the podcast, like, what would your walkout music be? Whether you're walking out to like the octagon, you know, um, a boxing ring or a football game or whatever, and a, a few people have picked that track. So right. easy choice for so me. In- in a learning moment for me, I was like, man, you're going to throw out MOP. Why are you not throwing out Annie Up? And I think it was you, Megan. Did you send the uh, the little Primo interview where he explained that he actually did not produce Annie Up? No, that wasn't me, Which, but yeah. 
Oh, okay. So, so I saw that somewhere, but um, yeah. So I was like, why, why is he not playing Annie up if he's going to drop an MOP track uh, against Bring the Pain? And anyways, I found out that uh, Dr. Period actually produced Annie yeah. up, and Primo only mixed it. So yeah. go figure. No, oh, I know, shit. You know, I'm a lifelong I didn't know student, Primo mixed and it. today, just today, I learned that lesson. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to well. bring this up. I was going to bring this up later, but uh, I, these battles are like super dope. You know, we get to give flowers to people while they're here, but it's crazy how many people are not going to get this opportunity. Like, MOP's not going to be able to, you know, be able to shine on a stage like this, and definitely not the producer of that one MOP single, although it's maybe one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, yeah I mean, I when think, you think MLP, who doesn't think of that track, but... Yeah, I think that is my walkout anthem, so... Anyway. Yeah, it's kind of wild. <laughs> Not primo. Who knew? I, I guess, I mean, I'll, I'll get clowned by a bunch of heads. Like, what? Really? You've been in hip-hop that long? You didn't know that? But anyways, uh, I am yeah. afraid to admit I'm still a student. Word, word. Now, okay, okay, round three, I thought was kind of the easiest round for me. And I was surprised by this. Like, all right, so RZA picked the track off of Wu-Tang Forever called Maria. And if you asked me to list 15 of the best songs on those albums, it wouldn't make it wouldn't make the top 15 for me. So it was RZA's Maria versus Mathematics off of Most Def's Black on Both Sides. And that yeah, was the that, first round that went to Primo easily for me. Easy, yeah, easy for me, not even close. So, like you said, it's you know not even one of the, the strongest ones on that album. And for me, I I've, I've taken shit for this, uh, you know, throughout the years. But to me, that that album is not even as strong as uh, as I think history makes it out to be. So for me, anyways, on on the the, the RZA side, you had you know one of the weaker songs from one of the weaker Wu Family albums, uh, and. The mathematics, I, I can remember the exact moment that I first heard that song on my basic training town pass uh, when I first joined the Air Force, and I picked up the tape, listened to it in my headphones, and that track came on, and I just went absolutely nuts. So yeah. I, I honestly, I, I don't, I think just the pure nostalgia of that song, it would have been tough for RZA to, you know, beat that one anyway yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. RZA has two uh, two points in the main 20-track stretch of the official battle that I just was so surprised that he would pull one of his weaker beats out. But, yeah, that's mm -hmm. definitely one of them. Did did you give it to um to uh, Premiere as well, Late? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that um Most Def song is, yeah, it's like on, on another level. And, yeah, that's like a B cut off of I don't know, maybe I don't even know which disc it's on, so Maria. Disc disc two, I think. I, I love Wu Tang Forever. They're like I think that that album could be whittled <laughs> I down. That was a double album. Yeah. Oh, that that album that that album could be whittled down to a single album and it would be stronger, but I love Wu Tang Forever. For me, you could whittle I mean, that whole album down to inspect the Dex verse on Triumph <laughs> and cut the, oh cut the whole thing God. after that. God, Bells of War, Reun Reunited has the greatest old Dirty Bastard verse of all time. <laughs> but but okay, but I mean, not the, not to um, dwell too much on it. Okay, all right, we'll move yeah. on, move on. Like if he had dropped projects or something, it, it might have been more debatable. Yeah. If we're just doing B-cuts. Although, I think projects might be a true master uh, beat. Not a RZA one officially. I don't know. Mm, uh, okay. Okay. Um, round round four is what? Um, Rory? 
So, you have round four? Uh, I gave round four to uh, Primo. That was uh, Wu Gambino's uh, Raekwon versus uh, Big L, right? Okay. Yeah, that one for me was was Primo. Close, uh, much closer than the last round, but uh, I give that one to Primo. I went Wu Gambino's. Okay. What was the premiere track? It's uh, the Big, Big L. L, the enemy. Yeah, featuring Fat Joe. Yeah. Mm. Kind of one of the like the DITC. Mm-hmm. For me, that's like a DITC classic. Like that's like uh, it is. If you ever seen Inside Out? You talk about like core memories. That's like a core DITC song for me. See, this is where yeah. I'm getting fucked up. I can't. I can't exactly remember the beat to Wu Gambino's. I feel like this is like a beat that they rapped on in Eight Mile or some shit. You know what I mean? Like. It, it is yeah. is a classic like yo let's freestyle over this instrumental beat yeah it's i mean it, it it's a good song and, and that album i mean of the the solo albums among the crew that one was hot but that one you know you talked about maria not being the, the strongest one for, for that album um i don't think there was a single weak song on the raekwon uh debut but right. gambino's you know that for me that's not in the top half of them so right. i i gave it to a primo yeah. So late, you're gonna be the tiebreaker. If you, even if you need to flip a coin here, uh, shit, I feel unfair calling it without remembering how Wu Gambino's go. Uh, Wu Gambino's is the one that starts that. off with the uh, in our line of work, the mob talk, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, but I hold on, give me one second. Oh, I might have to give it's this. It's the one with the with the piano stabs. Okay. Yeah, I All mean, right, he's giving it to Wu. The every verse on that on that uh, Wu Gambino's uh, is crazy. Oh, the verses yeah. are crazy, but I mean, if, if we're talking the beats, I'm still going with Primo. The enemy, as good as it is, it's not exactly. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I like that track a lot, though. I like I that whole album. No, that's cool. That's yeah. why we're having a discussion. All right, so we'll give this one to the RZA based on the votes of Mega and Late. Well, I'm what I'm doing is yeah, I'm keeping track of of all of our votes. Ah, okay, okay. Well, yeah, give a uh, give give a uh, DJ tag to Big L, the Enemy. Gotcha. Produced by DJ Premier. What you got, Late? Oh uh, no, I'm gonna I'm save it for the end. Okay, I just okay. Need to remember. All right, round. Five it is. Um Ghostface Run versus KRS One's MC Zach like they don't know. Mm-hmm. This is one of the post Supreme Clientele Rizza beats um that I actually think is fine. I think it's a dope beat. High energy. Uh Jada Kiss kills that shit. But that KRS one joint, MC Zach like they don't know. It's a classic to me. I've went with that. One of the one of the hardest hardest primo beats that he has ever put together. Absolutely, yeah. KRS. Uh, this this one went to primo. Yeah, I got I got primo on that one too. Run. Oh man, um, it's uh, I'm playing it in the background right now, but yeah it's it, it was on a what fish scale maybe I yes yeah yeah man i don't know like that like i i can see the video i remember uh it was kind of crazy to have jada kiss like over some woo shit um yo actually 
there's a guy on the last verse. He's not on. He's on some of the versions of the songs, but there's a guy. I forget who it is. I don't think it's Solomon Childs, but it might be. But um, I, I actually I don't think it is. It's somebody else. But yo, he actually bodies both <laughs> uh, Ghostface and Jada Kiss with his verse. Word. I have to go back and listen to that. Shout out to Solomon Childs. He yeah, hit yeah, us up word. to be on the podcast, didn't he? A couple of years back. He sent us a track. Yeah. I think oh, we shout out it. to him. Yeah. Nice. But yo, that All that right. KRS one track, MC Zach, like they don't know. That was, you know, back in the day when we used to break, we didn't just have ultimate break beats. We just didn't have mm-hmm. like regular beats to just break over that right, were right. made for breakdance. And so we would break to hip hop shit. And I probably have busted a hundred windmills to that shit. So it definitely yeah, is even, primo I for mean, me. From the moment from the moment, you know, that after that clap your hands as soon as that first note comes in doom, 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 boom, bam, right. yeah, it's untouchable all right i'm sorry late uh, who did you go with that if you don't know um i'm doing draws like i'll i'll give a round a draw uh in a minute oh no i said run okay 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 i mean i i think it goes without saying i fuck with both tracks but yeah right yeah yeah i mean there's yeah there's gonna be a ton the same no doubt there Okay, um, what are what are we on? Round six? Round six. Okay, round six is, oh, man, Shame on a Nigga and uh, by, by the Wu-Tang Clan. You guys may have heard of that song before. And Das Effects, uh, Real Hip Hop yeah. by Das Effects. Yeah, for, for me, this was, uh, was Rizzo the whole way. I, this is kind of one that, you know, I said uh, Rizzo, if he'd opened with Wu, uh, this this would have been it. Um, yeah, it was that um, for that reason. And, and number two, as dope as uh, real hip hop is, um, to be honest, this is one of the, Primo talks about battling Pete Rock all the time. The, for me, the Pete Rock remix of real hip hop superior, the version of hip hop of, of real hip hop that that I roll with. So same. Uh, hmm. This one was interesting. Really for me. Same, same. I think uh, to be honest with you, man, I think. You know, Pete Rock is probably maybe my favorite remix artist, man. His remixes are always incredible. His remix yeah, of uh, Shut Him Down by Public Enemy, to me, that's just like mm-hmm. one of yes. the best beats of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sad for, for the, the producers that produce a lot of the originals that he remixed because there's so many so many Pete Rock tracks. Shout out to Pete Rock that, uh, you know, his remixes for me are the core versions of those songs. Yeah. And um, real hip hop is definitely one of them. Yeah, it's a, I mean... It's a good beat. It's a hip hop beat, but you know, I'm also yeah. not a big Das Effects fan. So Okay. Who you got on that late? Yeah, I'm also going with uh Rizza Woo. Okay. I mean shame on a nigga, that's like I don't know, man. Thirty six chambers. It's hard to go against that. Yeah. It's hard to go against almost anything on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. For the most part. Which brings us to Round seven, which is protect your neck, verse group home, living proof. Mm-hmm. And I've got the RZA. Where you at, Lee? You know, if he had picked a different living proof track, this might have been debatable. But uh, protect your neck just hits a bit more than living proof. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna step away from uh, from the majority here. Um, I'm gonna pull the MCs out of it, and I'm only gonna look at the beats. Um, mm. And if we were having if we were having this discussion in 
1995, uh, RZA gets it, but but over time, again, and we're, we're speaking only beats, because as much as I love Group Home, they are not the strongest MCs that uh, Primo has ever worked with. Uh, but for me, Living Proof has been one of the standing, it's just, it's for me, it, it, it's simplistic, and it is just everything about that beat is, is perfect to me. Uh, it, it's really grown on me over for years and years, and it's just one of like the core, you know, when I do play records, that's one record that absolutely never leaves my crates um, yeah. when, when I uh, when I roll out to anywhere. Um, so again, pulling the MCs out of it, looking only at beats, um, no disrespect to the Riz on this one, but this is Group Home, uh, Living Proof for me. You know, Rory, I, I don't... Well, you know, that's... Go ahead, Lake. Uh, go ahead, man. You know, that's... Um... That's that's definitely an aspect of the way that I'm I'm judging these, but I guess we should have talked about this in the beginning. Uh, a bit of this is more than just beat battles to me. I think um, I was kind of viewing it as like a catalog battle, so incorporating my perception of the songs with the MCs as well. And while I'm not adhering to that in any strict sense, um, and, and I do believe that I would my choice would still be the same on this track, uh, regardless. You make a really good point about that beat, uh, Living Proof. To me, that's almost like a hip-hop standard in the way that we have jazz standards. But like that is a beat that if you want somebody to freestyle, you throw that beat on. And it is a universal type of beat where if you're an MC, you should be able to rock over that beat. Whereas Absolutely. Protect Your Neck is more like, yo, like don't touch this unless you're going to kill the Wu-Tang Clan. You know what I mean? And that's a task. You know what I mean? Like... That's a true, task, true. but this living proof is almost a hip hop standard, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I was gonna say this at the end, but like, it's it's hard to separate the song from the beat a lot of the times. Right. Like, if we were just going, you know, if these producer battles were strictly instrumentals, they probably wouldn't be as momentous. No, it wouldn't be as fun. And, and different tracks, you know, sometimes it is the beat more than the MC. So, you know, it varies even from track to track. So, yeah, it's a, it's different for everybody and every song, I think. Word. Julio. All right, round eight. Who is that? Um, oh, Jizza, uh, Cold World, off of Liquid Swords, and D'Angelo's Devil Pie, uh, Devil's Pie. Easy choice mm -hmm. for me. I went with Primo. I went with Primo. Yeah, I went with Primo also. All right. No further discussion. Yo, Red that, nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Let's move on. That that beat is crazy, though. Uh -oh. No doubt. Yo, um, I think Ninth Wonder did a remix of a Jay-Z track and sampled that beat. It's fucking mm. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That that's um magical. Uh, round nine. Yo, did you? Oh, did you? Uh, there's a story. Uh, Premier was in a studio with. Uh, fuck. Who was he in the studio with? I don't know. It was somebody like OC or Noriega, and they passed on the track. And somebody else passed on the track, and then D'Angelo was like, "Yo, let me have that." Nice. Oh, I know. I've heard that story. Who is yeah, it, the MC that was going to get on that? I can't remember. Cool G Rap. No. It's not. I, I, I know. 
one of those two MCs, but yeah, something right. like that. I, I've heard that story, but that was a mistake. But I mean, we 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 came out better for it because D'Angelo just kills that track. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Um, uh, round nine, Rory, you want to read that one off? Yo, Rory, uh, yeah. since you got the list, let's go. Let's go back and forth. You know, you do this one. I yeah, do yeah, that one. works. Okay, so so round nine, we had a Wu Tang Method Man versus Gangstar just to get a rep. Um, for me, that was uh, pretty easy. Again, I'm taking my principle as much as I love the, what the lyrics add to it. I pulled the lyrics away to decide this one, and I gave it to RZA. Okay. Um, I actually went with Primo on this. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're, RZA piano samples. Got to go with Method Man all day. All right. You know, to be honest with you, I think I'm just tired of that song i think i just heard it a million times and i just don't want to like i don't know okay but so, it means so much it does you met lyrics our cornball is can be but man it's such a good song still indeed you probably definitely broke more to just to get a rep yeah word word all right next all joint right, round round 10. round 10 um is that is it me reading or are you reading this one yeah me, this right? one's you all right yep. ghostface killer uh motherless child Versus Jay Z, the evils, devils. Gonna be motherless child every time. Yeah. All right. Yep. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing with that. Like particularly of significance for this one to me is I. I kind of always thought that that song sort of had a kind of primo-ish sound. So I, I don't know if like RZA was like deeply thinking about it that much, but this was one, I mean, for me, where RZA was kind of showing like, look, Premier, I can kind of do your sound. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, sort of like kind of some of the the, the way the beat chops uh, are there. It always kind of, it, it's definitely a RZA sound, but it also sort of had a primo feel for me. So Word. anyways, I thought that was a really good selection um, that uh, that he made there. Yeah, I went, I went with RZA on that as well, guys. Even though... That's a really good Jay Z track, but yeah. It, it, every track on this, every track, Word. either one of them played is good. Word. Except Maria. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Yeah, that one is, that one is pretty trash. Well, as they get, I, I think we'll we'll only do like the main twenty, right? Let's do the main yeah, twenty because this is going a little bit long. But, but yeah, there was a, some tracks that RZA played towards the end that I was like, nah, that's not the one RZA. But okay. All right. So next up. Um, this is round Ray, 11? Uh, round 11, yeah. Okay. Ray, verbal intercourse uh, versus Nas is like. That Nas is like track is the only good song off of that. That was that was off of uh, Nostradamus, right? Or is that, that I Am? The, the I, I Am. I believe so. That, th that was the start of uh, Nas's trend of always stepping. Before a new album came out, he will release a single that gets all the heads super excited. Yo, Nas is back. Nas is back. And then he drops a disappointing album. Right. Uh, this was the one that kicked it off. But damn, it's such a good song. Um, Verbal Intercourse, oddly enough, has I mean one of Nas's greatest verses uh, ever Indeed. in his career. But I'm giving this one to Primo mm -hmm. with uh, Nas is like. You too late? Yo, I love Verbal Intercourse. Like that... Um, I don't know what that sound is that's being sampled on there, but it is fucking crazy. The like little vocal chop the, that's in there too. The chick in the back is uh, she's like whispering some shit, right? But, yeah. But yeah. What if? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit is and the verses. But yo, have you heard what Primo sampled for Nas is like? No. 
It's crazy. He sampled a fucking book, man. Oh, okay. that nigga is nuts. <laughs> Yo, that beat. Yeah, 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 I have to give it the primo on this one. Yeah. Okay. That that one for me was primo. Okay. Yeah, I, I went. I'm sorry. Did I miss it? Did we get yours? Uh, no. I got. I went I with. I'm going with verbal intercourse. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be hard to get me to to pick against um, any song off of Only Built for Cuban Links. If I had to do a top album. five albums of all time, my, that's firmly on my list. Like, I love that album. A, uh, so. Yeah, that album yo, kept, kept me comfortable during a very lonely time in my life. So I hear you. But I'm still giving this one to uh, Primo. Okay. Yo, when I say a book, I mean, like, you know, when it says turn the page and it does yeah, like a right, flourish, right. he sampled that shit. That shit is that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. That's some 200 IQ shit. Shout out to the God. Alright, round twelve. Uh, Buck fifty, off of Supreme Clientele and Gangstar. The remains? Is that it? Yep. Uh, question remains. Question. Ah, uh, the question dum, remains. Dum, okay. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah. That's buck fifty uh, for me. Yeah, DJ Tag is going with uh, the question remains. Some of that's the DJ in me. Um, that's actually one of the the. 12 inches that I kind of learned to do doubles with because the, the intro, just kind of the way those the, that bass bounces together. Um, mm. Some of the DJ bias in me is uh, going to give this one a question. Question remains. Word. What do you got, Late? Yeah, I'm also going to go with Premiere. But oh. I, I think I'm going to make a note that this might be the round I was least interested in. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. What do we got for uh, round 13? Raekwon Ice Cream versus the Notorious B.I.G. So, Mega, I didn't uh, I didn't hear you completely explain the rules, but um, are we allowed to get, uh, can, can each um, person on this podcast get one round that we call a tie? You can do as many draw rounds as you want. Okay, as, I'm as giving this one a draw round because these, these two, um, I, I'm sorry, man. I just, I can't distinguish with them, between them without flipping a coin. Um, they, they're both just such such heavy hitters. I'm with that. Um, I'm actually going with uh, Unbelievable. That's one of my favorite Biggie tracks. So I'll just go ahead and slide that to Premiere, even though I love Ice Cream. Oh, that's oh. funny. After uh, after I just said it'd be hard for me to choose against uh, <laughs> Only Built. Yeah, the Purple Tape. Yeah, I'm bullshit. Yo, I think I got to go with Ice Cream. Okay. All right. Yo, you could just play the hook on ice cream for me, and I'd be fine. Yeah. I mean, no, there's no real loser in that one. Uh, What? What do we got? Round 14 now? Mm-hmm. Is it me reading that one or you? Yeah. Uh, no, this one will be me. Uh, ODB Brooklyn Zoo versus J. Rue the Damager. Come clean. I'm going with J. Ru on this one. There was there's just something special about that sample that uh, that Primo used on that one. That um, man, Brooklyn Zoo is, is such a good song, but uh, pre, this one this one went to Primo for me. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean that water dropping sound. It's like, yeah. What is that shit? Right. Yo, it's crazy. Like even in the battle, RZA was, you know, had the same sentiment. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like I'm choosing this uh, "Come Clean" just because of. The novelty of seeing J. Rue. Right. But I yeah, mean, I'm fine with that. The same way I explained before, like, 
I may have more of an affinity for that old dirty track. Definitely mm -hmm. old dirty as an artist mm -hmm. more than Jeru. But yo, that beat is nuts. Yeah. Also, I remember seeing or hearing somebody freestyle over it and just being captivated with that as an idea. Like, oh, that beat's gonna live forever. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, yeah, it's so, kind of like what you said, Mega. Word. Yeah. So slight digression, um, but like for for a Jeru song, obviously I gave this one to to come clean was surprised particularly hearing some of the conversation later in the um the, the the podcast when they were just kind of telling old stories i was surprised primo didn't actually use um dirty rotten scoundrel which had mm. this that crazy piano loop because where i said before um the 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 uh, rizza track uh motherless child that kind of had that primo type sound right i always thought that the dirty rotten scoundrel sort of had a rizza type sound so i thought those uh, would have been a good balance but Anyways, that's uh, I digress. We can move on. You know, um, being a big Wu fan, I was always under the impression that this was not a that that um, Brooklyn Zoo was not a RZA beat. I always thought that was True Master, and when I looked it up, it is True Master. But you know, RZA's work back in the day, it's like he was touching everything, anyways. So I guess mm -hmm. he's got a co-producer credit on it. But I was always under the impression that that was not a, a, a RZA beat per se, that it was True Master. So that's kind Which is not a yeah, problem. Of, a few of the tracks yeah, that RZA's got are, are like that. Yeah. And a lot of the Woo albums, the early ones, are littered with, you know, Fourth Disciple and Mathematics and True Master. And both of, you know, RZA will get production credits with them. But, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I don't know. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to talk about it at the end, but yeah, it's kind of like, you know, people want to see Puffy or even Dre do a battle. And it's kind of like, exactly. yeah, we can put their songs on, but, you know, if we're talking about producers, it's kind of different. Well, you know, right. what's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but then in Timbaland's battle with Swizz, he did drop like uh, Good Life and Stronger, which he... Uh, he did the drum drum programming on it. Like Kanye came to him to like beef his drums up, which I had right. forgotten. But you know, does that make Tim the producer? I mean, yeah, definitely. But you know, in, it was for the battle. In, in a sense, I want to be a purist and say that that's not really fair. But you know, I think we might be past that. You know, like, you look at Kanye's catalog, and a lot of his work is like that too. Um, but I would still like to just see them play the songs that they're attached to. However, I would feel more strongly if Dre played his earlier catalog where he was, you know, the primary, uh, you know, you know, making his own drums, pulling his own samples, playing his own keys instead of pointing to be like, yo, do this. When it comes to Puffy, Puffy is not really a producer in, in a beat maker sense whatsoever, whereas Dre and Kanye definitely are, you know. They're they just get a little bit more fuzzy, um, yeah. When you have to make the Puffy's distinction, version. but Puffy Puffy's is just like "You're All I Need" was better than uh, Riz's, but we'll get to that yeah. in round twenty. Word, word. What? Right. Okay, let's 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 roll. <laughs> Whoa! I swear, like DJ That's Tag always has me be like, right "What there. the fuck?" Hold on a second, though. Uh, so <laughs> many of his opinions. You know, it'll be the final round. We can we can talk all, all we want there. 
Um, but for now, we got to move on to round 15. 15. ODB, Shimmy Shimmy Ya versus Kick in the Door, Wave in the 4 4. All right, I'm I'm going with uh, I'm gonna go for a draw on that. This is your draw, okay? Yeah, I'm going for a draw on that. I mean, both of those songs are indelible and just amazing. amazing. Um, I guess if I had to go purely just the beat, see, I can't even. If I had to go purely just the beat, I'd probably say "Kick in the Door" because it's magic. But no, like I'm just gonna go draw. Okay. I think I'm going to go draw on this one, too. All right. Because, I mean, Jimmy is crazy. Right. But, yeah, that sample on kicking the door is nuts. Both absolutely nuts. Um, I'm going with uh, with RZA. If, man, if, if... Primo had put this song against almost any other song in this catalog. Um, I mean, Kick in the Door is just an, an amazing classic. But uh, Shimmy Shimmy Ya, you know, young, middle-aged and old alike, everybody just goes crazy and starts moshing, punching each other in the face when that piano first drops. Uh, it's yeah, it, it's 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 tough to touch for me. So for, uh, I, I absolutely respect giving a tie. I already used my tie, so I said I was only going to do one. Um, so I'm going to give this one just a very slight edge over to the Rizzo. For me, both of those songs are almost like the quintessential songs for the artist. Like, that is the old Dirty Bastard song. And I guess you could make an argument that that is like the Biggie track, too, I think. But, but yeah, uh, draw for me. Word. Round 16. Biggie, Long Kiss Goodnight versus Gangstar, Above the Clouds. Yo, I did not know RZA did that. Neither did I, which shocked me. Yeah. Yeah, that really shocked me. I had me. a, when, when I heard it, I had a slight, oh yeah, that was RZA. But uh, until I heard it on the battle, uh, I had completely forgotten yeah. about that one there. Great RZA beat, but uh, for me, this went to um, Primo. No right. question. Okay. okay, so we're all in agreement. That's a Primo round. Yep. All right, so that leaves uh, round 17. Uh, this was an easy round for me. This is Assassination Day off of uh, Ghostface Iron Man album by the uh, by the RZA and New York State of Mind by Nas. I gave this to... New York State of Mind. Yeah, I gave it to Primo. Yeah, definitely. This was a pick for me that I was like, why? Why would you play Assassination's Day? There, You haven't played... Winter Wars. You haven't played Daytona 500. You haven't played Fourth mm-hmm. Chamber. You haven't played so many doper beats in that. While I like Assassination Day, it's low energy and it's nothing really truly special about it. There's about five or six other tracks on Iron Man that I would say hit harder than that, including Black Jesus. It's interesting to cool. see, uh, you know, what the producer thinks of their catalog but also you wonder what would have been done with more preparation or if it's better if they just you know bounce off and feel their own energy true yeah true that makes sense particularly the point about you know like what the producer feels about their own catalog i'm you know when i back like when i used to produce or now like djing like making mixes or whatever you know there's a lot of uh 
you know, songs I, I, I play or beats that I've made that, you know, aren't the ones that I get the most props from, from, from friends, but they're just, you know, really special to me. And maybe that's the case with RZA in this track. I don't know. That's but, what I was thinking he was feeling when he dropped Maria, like, this is about to kill them. Like, this is about to right. get them all out of here. But no, nah, it was just surprising to me, man. Round 18. Okay. 18, uh, Criminology versus Dwick. Easy RZA for me. This might be my favorite beat on the whole uh, project, uh, the whole battle. I love Criminology. No kidding. Okay. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, it's a great, it's, it is a great song. The, yeah. And this is also, Criminology is also a, a, one of those beats, I think, either Mathematics or um, ma uh, um, True Master uh, helped produce this. Late, it it sounds like True Master. I'm going with Do What You Can, Kid. That, uh, man. I mean, it's simple, but I guess I'm looking at it as a whole now, that song. The verses are dope and nice and smooth, like completely kill that track. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you late. Uh, do what you can, kid. Uh, again, when, uh, when, when we meet up at a bar in Shibuya, when we can go out, uh, I'll tell you the whole nostalgic story about why I love criminology. Um, it was a special time in my life when I had the single of that tape, but uh, the round has to go to... Uh, D-W-Y-C-K, Gangstar Primo. I always kind of just mumble that whenever people ask, when I have to talk about that, but I've always called it Dwick. Yeah, I Is that correct? Too. I actually didn't yeah. even, the, the, the Do What You Can Kid, that that kind of only came to light, like on like the, the blog scene, some interview with with Primo, like a few a few years back. I, we when, when the album came out, I don't really think anybody really knew what Dwick stood for. Hmm. But I don't know. I was a young kid then. Maybe there's I never older did. people than me that can can say it. But I only found out a couple of years ago. Yeah, fact, same. When I looked at it, it I, I want to I want to give a shout out to late because when I was looking at it, you know, on the list and you know hearing the song, I was like, oh man, I remember like I kind of heard it, you know, a couple of years ago, like what that stood for, and I was like trying to like run through my head of what it was. But late had it right there, yeah. so that's why you guys are that's why y'all are the mega late show, and I'm just the guest. So hey. uh, thanks for that, late. I mean, sometimes we get yeah, it right all even, the time. I think even Primo refers to it as Dwick, so it is what right. it is. Right. Okay, 19. This one's uh, you, Mega. Incarcerated Scarfaces versus uh, uh, Boom by Royce the 5'9". Yo, they were really getting in, in their bag at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going Incarcerated Scarfaces, guys. That is a mistake, my friend. Boom's a good beat. It, it's one of the best ever. It, I mean, it's crazy how Royce has gone way beyond that, but just off the strength of that beat and him at that time makes it in, indelible. Is that the right word? Am I saying that in the right sure, context? Yeah. Classic. Classic. So, I, I hear you. That is, it's definitely a classic track. Um, so during that period, like I was uh, like in like a huge like underground 12-inch purchasing phase uh like buying up vinyl and uh I, I still have two copies of that it's amazing um kind of good and bad it 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 yeah it was it was huge for for royce the five nine it's an amazing beat i kind of thought it sort of kicked off and, and you alluded to it earlier um mega some of primo's sound in recent years has kind of become formulaic mm -hmm. and when i look at like primo's like 
that kind of formulaic primo sound. For me, this is kind of the song that kicked it off. It was amazing because it was the first one that really sounded like that. But I, I don't know if it was because it, it sounded like that and, and it hit the way it did that he kind of sort of kept that that formula afterwards. Mm. Uh, so I don't know that it kicked off the best phase of Primo's career, but it's an amazing song. That said, uh, Raekwon, for me, Incarcerated Scarfaces is the best song on uh, Ray's album. And uh, it's no question going to uh, RZA. Uh, again, not taken away from the fact that this is an amazing uh, primo 12-inch yeah. song, Royce the 5'9 track. You know, uh, the point you made about this kind of becoming, uh, maybe starting that that movement towards uh, premieres, more formulaic approach to production. I thought that th I would, I maybe would say that about Nas's like, didn't that come out before this? Because Nas's yeah, like is the same yeah. pattern, right? Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. I don't. Maybe. Maybe I didn't see it just because I was hearing it as, as a Nas. For me, uh, Royce the Five Nine kicked it off. But you make a good point. Nas's like does definitely kind of still have that sound. Um, maybe you didn't realize it because maybe Nas's like Nas. is the first time you heard it. So it's it's you know it's a Nas song. It's you know yeah. new premiere beat. Maybe Royce the Five Nine was the first one that you realized. Okay, maybe he's kind of doing yeah. this this formulaic sound. But uh, anyways, um, RZA all the way because Incarcerated Scarfaces is just such an amazing song for me. I had high hopes for Royce after hearing um, that track, and then I never really cared too much for his music up until a few years back. He's 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 an he's an amazing MC, but unfortunately, he hasn't selected producers like he did with uh, what he got from from Primos. Um, I'm, and I think we, we've talked about this before. I can listen to a weak MC over an amazing beat far easier than I can listen to an amazing MC over a, a, a weak or lackadaisical beat. Right. So, and Royce the Five Nine for me, like I, I love him. No disrespect. Uh, if I see him on the street, I'll give him a high five and ask for an autograph. His but, new album, um, his new work is incredible. I advise you to go check out his last two albums, the Allegory, uh, the oh, last four albums, the last two Primes, the last Bar Exam. The Book of Ryan and The Allegory is new joints that just came out this year. All of them are substantially just doper than anything he did pre-2015, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. And he produced the latest one. Yeah, it's really good. I, I love it, but okay. L last round that we're scoring, right? Yep. Okay. Round 20. Round 20. This is you, Rory, right? Method Man featuring Mary J. Blige, You're All I Need, versus Biggie, Ten Crack Commandments. I mean... Uh, I'm me, going with Ten... Uh, can I, I? Maybe I'll just do a draw on this. Okay. Because that Method Man joint is like one of the greatest hip-hop love songs of all time. But which one are we talking? Are we talking the the album cut by RZA or the the Puff Daddy remix? Definitely the RZA Recta mix, yeah. man. Right. That that synth on that is. Mm. Yeah, it, that one. It, the it, Puff it, Daddy mix definitely it fits the tone me, of the song, but the RZA Recta remix matches like, the video, in my opinion. Word. Because because there because there was three right, so there was the um the 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 one that's just straight up on the album. Which I thought yeah, was like dope. the original version. Yeah, yeah, I had some I had some uh, Kenwood twelve inch speakers in in my trunk in my like nineteen eighty something Toyota Sprinter that I drove around in the nineties. And uh, man, that song that like the bass 
really on that whole album just hit it so hard. But the remix wise, I don't know, for me, sorry, nothing nothing touches Puffy. And maybe that's the uh the basic bitch in me. But uh but um <laughs> the if we're talking business version, I, I'm I'm going with uh, Biggie Ten Crack Commandments. No disrespect okay. to Chuck D. I don't like that he used Ch I know Chuck D doesn't like that he used his voice for that one, but yo, that that one is just too hard for me. This one went to Primo. Which one did it, did RZA play during the battle though? I don't really remember. He played his version, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you got, late? So we're going. Rory's going with because with my Prima. soul left my body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you good though, fam? Oh yeah, it came back because I okay. wanted to enjoy the song. Okay, bet. But uh, wait, what? What are we talking about? Oh, Ten Crack I wanted Commandments. to say, what's what's the Chuck D story? I don't know that story. Oh, so so Chuck D being like the you know wanting to not positive but kind of like uplifting or whatever because the song I mean it's Biggie teaching you how to sell crack and make money doing it. Oh, Chuck D was okay. not happy with Primo sampling his voice. Uh, you know, on that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, I, I mean, obviously they they've made up and and it's all up now. But um, yeah, it's one of the flavor stories I've played that when he picked them out of Public Enemy. <laughs> right, right. Yo, right, so that's uh, the twenty. I think I'm gonna go for a draw also because as much as I love that RZA wrecked the uh, Ten Crack Commandments is maybe Biggie's best song. I don't know. Okay. Word. I mean, and the way Primo yes. brought it in in the battle was fucking nuts. Right. Yeah, no, it's definitely special. Great way to finish. Um, word. Well, but, I'm, I was trying to tally up, tally up the scores here since we came to the end. Um. So if you guys want to just talk amongst yourselves for a second, I'll count them up. Yeah, no doubt. So um, while we talk amongst ourselves, uh, first of all, I mean, regardless of the score, uh, everybody's a winner. And uh, I actually, I want to bring up a quote because from uh, a, a good homie of mine, um, DJ Herm, I don't know if you guys have met him. He's a good friend from Arizona. He comes to Japan whenever he can. Um, but he, he kind of said something about, you know, regarding all the people, they were like, oh, you know, like Riz a smash, you know, Primo, Primo smashed RZA like that it wasn't a battle. He said, like, in this corner, two legendary hip-hop icons and masters of their craft going head-to-head -head in a friendly battle with nothing but love and the utmost respect for one another. And in the other corner, a bunch of armchair quarterbacks nowhere near the level of success with the audacity to hate on absolute classics in their catalogs. So I just want to be clear, uh, neither Mega Late nor me as the guest uh, are in the other corner. This is uh, all love having a lot of fun and, and it makes no difference who wins up, who wins the tally because uh, the real winner was uh, anybody who, uh, who has ever enjoyed the catalogs of either of these amazing producers. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't talking all that Kumbaya shit when Maria came up. Yeah. Maria was kind of whack. So <laughs> that's funny. Um, and then but hey, no, man, I, uh, I think uh, somebody said on the live stream and then premiere uh, reiterated it, you know, the winner was hip hop. Yes, and uh, also Mega and I had a discussion recently after, you know, watching the battle and uh, Mega brought up something that he said before. Uh, maybe the worst thing about this battle and hip hop or anything in general is usually the fans. Word. Oh, yeah. Fans are the worst element of hip hop. 
best and the worst. <laughs> right, right. But um, uh, and then so so one uh, so one last piece. Uh, can, can I just I say that out. what you what you read was really um was really well said, and I I uh I definitely dig the sentiment behind that. I saw no doubt. uh you reshare that on Facebook or something like that too. Yeah, so, and yeah, I, I, really I had good. it up. I had all my tabs here of like all the things that I wanted to point out, and I thought that was a good quote. So one last thing that, that, that I'll say, um, again, I recognize I'm only the guest, but uh, I do want to say, so my daughter's school, they have a thing like whenever the students and teachers give feedback to, to each other on any project or, or, or piece of work they do, uh, they give what's called two stars and a wish. So two things that, you know, were done really well and like two wishes, you know, things that could be improved on or, or moving on for later. So can I give two just real quick, two stars and a wish to both RZA and Primo mm. uh, for their performances on this? So on the RZA side, uh, so one star I thought he did really well was kind of the flow and theming that he did. So you, you notice in a couple of spots, he kind of did like two in a row, maybe like two Jizza tracks or two ODB tracks in a row. But they kind of like built that like kind of flow and timing uh, as he went through. Mm. I thought that was really cool. Uh, another star that I'll give him is uh, what I call the sleeper tracks. There were a lot of uh, songs on there that like I'm like, Oh my God, I, I kind of completely forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that back up. Like, uh, long mm-hmm. good nights. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a couple others that, that he threw out there that I'm like, Oh shit, I completely forgot about that. Um, and then the wish, uh, again, I think I kind of spoke on it in the beginning, uh, but I kind of wish he had opened, um, and, and he closed out the whole thing, but not the official 20 with like, you know, a core, like Wu Tang track and, right. um, that's kind of the same. And then on the premiere side, you know, my, my one star was, he was very diverse. He went across the Gangstar Foundation through to his R&B roots, uh, you know, working with D'Angelo, Nas, Jay-Z, all those folks, even in some of the bonus rounds, like Christina Aguilera. Uh, although if he was going to play a Christina Aguilera track, he should have played Still Dirty, because I thought that's one of like right. the hardest primo beats that he has made uh, in the new millennium. Uh, but anyways, that diversity was great. Um, and then number two, uh, he, he dropped a lot of songs that were just kind of those like, oh shit, you just want to like, this this beat just dropped. I'm ready to punch everybody in the club in the face. And uh, that's always a good thing in a battle round. Uh, round. Right, right. And then my, my wish was the same. Like he didn't open with with his core like Gangstar. Uh, and I think he has a lot of tracks that, that he could have rolled with there. So that's that. I hope we've given you enough time to do your tally. Uh, yeah, I got it. Late. If you have any other comments, all right, hit us. What do we got? Um, late. Are you? Do you, Did you have something to add to that? Uh, no. Nah, I got some final thoughts later, though. Okay. Um. Well, for the base for the base totals uh of uh the battle here for the first twenty because they did go on for seven more rounds, which they played some fire tracks, you know. Quite, right. quite a few really dope joints. But for the base rounds, um, Late and I both have identical scores, but, you know, across a different variety of tracks. Uh, Ten votes for the RZA, eight for Primo, two draws. Rory, you have 12 for Primo, seven for the RZA with one draw. So, interesting. Interesting totals there. Which mean, you nice. know, it, 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 all it means is that, you know, we have slightly different sensibilities. I know Late and I didn't vote for the same on on every track but you know uh we came up with the same score i think if i would have tallied up my the other seven tracks i still had rizza ahead but um you know what i found interesting about tracks 
you know, rounds 21 through 27 is that they still didn't play quite a few of the tracks. Like, if you look for the casual Wu-Tang fan, probably the uh, top three uh, Wu tracks is going to be Triumph, right? And RZA didn't play that shit until round 24. I found that to be mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Mass Appeal wasn't played um, by uh, Primo till you know round twenty one, which I think is a strong beat of his. My one of my favorite beats that he did with Jay um, So Ghetto was round twenty six, which right. I, I love that right. track. Um, yeah, he dropped a, Yo, a what's, few. Um, jokes. What's the one track you wish either person had played in the battle? I thought Daytona 500 would have uh, would have been pretty high energy to combat uh, some of the the tracks that Premier played. I thought that would have been a good track to play. Um, let me see. I don't know. Uh, probably after Nas is like that would have probably hit pretty hard. Daytona 500. But I would have liked Wait, to see right? that. I think Fourth Chamber is one of Riz's uh, craziest beats. And also, uh, Winter Wars is just, you know, his shit is all winter sounds. All of Riz's beats are, like, <laughs> meant to be listened to when you can see your breath. You know what I mean? So, except for It's he Yours. That. Yeah. Except for It's Yours. Like, yeah, I don't really have a summer joint. And then, yeah, he played It's Yours. Yeah. True, true. So, for me, on the, the Riz's side... Um, uh, the mystery of chess boxing from the original Wu album uh, mm-hmm. to me is, I mean, beat wise, just one of one of the hardest. Uh, I would have liked to have heard that. Um, thankfully, we're in the age of the internet, so I can hear it anytime I want. Uh, but it was, I guess, it was kind of one I was expecting to hear uh, that never quite came out. Um, man, on the primo side, that one's kind of tough. Uh, there, there really have been just a lot of. You wanted to hear that, uh, uh, oh, Limp uh, Biscuit and Together Now. <laughs> you know my Steez is another joint, full clip. Oh, you know my Steez. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah you know my Steez would have been a dope one. Um, I'm gonna have to go listen to that clip. Limp Biscuit track now since I'm I'm like casually hating on it. Uh, that had Method Man on it, right? I hated Limp yeah, Biscuit. Uh, I, I don't so know if he's on that remix. I think he's on a. Well, actually, I don't know. Okay. That is actually a, a, a lot of. So, oh, you know, I know which one, Primo, uh, for me, it would have been uh, The Realness from uh, the group home. Uh, okay. I think that one is just super hot. In fact, that, that whole album, uh, like lyric wa- lyrics wise, is probably one of the weakest things that Primo's ever touched because I love group home, but they're just <laughs> not to take away from them as people, wonderful people, and, and, I've listened to this album as much as almost any classic rap album from the nineties. So still amazing. But uh, Primo's production on that whole album was amazing. Uh, so you could have, I mean, he could have dropped uh, the realness suspended in time in a city life. Uh, Superstar, Superstar. Is, is another yeah. huge one. Yeah. Um, the, he could have given us one or two more from that album. Probably. Worm. Yo, didn't RZA produce a joint for big pun too? Yeah, man. Trace Leche is with right. the Prodigy and um, is it Deck? Maybe it might be Deck. I haven't heard that. Yeah, news, but okay. Yeah, I was I was wondering 
why nobody had dropped pun because uh premiere also did uh i think dream shatter or a remix oh no so shit. i thought that would have been dope to drop yeah I, I i i was really wishing during the battle i was hoping for daytona 500 but today i was like just walking and i was thinking yo what's that other rizza track i love and i was like uh is it um snakes I was like, nah, not snakes. Mr. Sandman. I was like, nah. Damn. And I was like, yo, Black Jesus. Oh yeah. If he had dropped Black yeah. Jesus, I would have uh, given okay, him everything. Okay. Over Assassination yeah. Day easily. That beat is crazy. And you God's verse is the best you God verse. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And when Premier was getting in his pop bag, I like low-key was hoping he was gonna play this remix he did of uh of a baby spice song <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> but it's so dope <laughs> yo doesn't rizza have a a joint with bjork does he i thought he did i, I don't know though oh wow well well i apologize this ran a lot longer than i thought i should have realized that if we go track for track then we're gonna fucking be here all day I, some reason i was <laughs> like oh we can get that done in 20 minutes right but yeah we have we have gone nah, a, substantially happen. longer than than what i anticipated um, do you guys want to just sign off or do you guys uh, want to discuss potential matches in the future? I mean, we're, we're here. Let's do it. All right. Yeah, let's go. Okay. I mean, late and I oh, have been bouncing. There, go ahead. Was there another point on before that, that we missed? Um, I don't remember. I didn't take notes like Rory. Yeah, I'm real prepared. I I didn't take these like crazy notes or anything. Okay, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Just... I, I I didn't have much else to say about the the battle. Um, other Mine than I more things to say because uh, I've I've to be honest, I've never been on a podcast before, so I was kind of nervous. Like, uh, how does oh, okay. how does being on a podcast work? Let me take some notes so I, I remember what to say. It's I... uh, it's one of the uh forms of media that requires the least amount of effort, which is why everybody has one. <laughs> right. Although uh, Mega and I, and particularly Mega, have been uh, doing uh, legendarily, if I legendary. can that word. Legendary. Yeah, yeah it's an indelible but, uh, mark. <laughs> I think what I wanted to say, I wanted to elaborate on what uh, that sentiment Rory was saying, or that, uh, that quote your friend gave about how trash fans are. Like the worst, really enjoying the battle, but then Idris Elba like shitting on the Christina Aguilera remix. <laughs> like, uh, like, nah, fam, you gotta, you're gonna get this work, and uh, that yeah. probably helps premiere out a lot, like more than you. I don't know. And it, and it helped in... her. It and it helped her. So between the two, right? So so Britney and Christina, like you're right, they were the two, you know huge pop stars like once christina rolled over to primo's side boom she was she was it for me i mean she has the better voice too but um yeah, but yeah gave her some had, legitimacy that album is classic but yo i'm, I'm surprised serious, like, that rizza didn't have one she's from staten island i'm telling you oh well, shit actually fun fact uh she actually spent time in japan when she was a little girl she's a military brat lived oh, no out shit. at kamzama over in uh, kanagawa prefecture for a little bit when she okay. was really little um but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But if you're going to do one from Christina Aguilera, like, no joke, still dirty 
is the one to drop. I still drop that fairly regularly when oh. I play hip hop sets. I don't know because these that joints, beat man. is so hard. I'm telling you, late and anybody listening to this podcast, go out there, hit your YouTube, Apple Music, whatever. Look up Christina Aguilera, still dirty, and tell me that that beat is not hard as can be. Yeah, I have not listened to that album, so I have to check it out. Yeah, I'm yeah, not Primo's going to do that. that. I'll just catch your set. All over it. Work. All right. That'll work. Yo, That'll I, work too. I also wanted to say, like, about uh these battles, it's it's kind of weird. Um maybe this this is going back to the nostalgia thing, but like how you know, these sounds hit a lot different than you know, the Swizz and Timberland battle and even the Boy Wonder hit. Yeah, Boy Wonder Hit mm-hmm. Boy mm-hmm. battle. Although that's more of a contemporary sound and you know it's you know hip-hop is now in a place where those dudes are you know good for life off of right right producing for these artists and uh other pop artists and i'm sure jizza not jizza rizza and premiere are also fine but it's kind of weird how like if premiere does a track with christina nobody really fucks with it they're like oh you know in this setting i want to hear you know that boom bap shit although that's not gonna sustain premiere if he had just stayed with that his whole fucking Mm -hmm. career so it's kind of weird that like uh dichotomy of oh this is that great stuff that we all love but also you know all those celebrities or the people from hot 97 that were in the live chat they aren't playing that shit today they're like playing all this popular shit now Mm -hmm. but if the people who are popular had a battle it definitely wouldn't have the effect that premiere and rizzas had so i don't know it's kind of i was just thinking about that a lot yeah Yeah. i mean numbers right they had it's at one point they had like over two hundred thousand people at once yeah Yeah. it's i mean even even what was d nice at like when he was doing his like uh, streams that had Michelle Obama on there. That was right. like 150, 180, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not as much as this. Well, you know, it's it's yeah. also like I was saying earlier about like Riz's career and how likes. disappointed I am in him. And, and largely, I'm not so disappointed in him for his music because it's more or less the way he's some of the things that he said and some of the ways that he's carried himself outside of his own production. But Rizza became a technically a better producer. He found some fucking music theory book at Guitar Center and then decided he wanted to do more live instrument, like some actual instrumentation on his albums. And he lost Mm -hmm. a little bit of that flair. And Mm -hmm. all that is is him like bettering himself and actually becoming a better producer. But I don't fuck with it. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I understand um, people don't want to hear Christina Aguilera over, you know, on this battle in particular because it's like, we want to hear the essence, you know what I mean? And not the, uh, where it ended up in different times, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't I'm know those Christina though, Aguilera if, tracks just because I never heard them. If he had dropped never heard Dirty, nobody would have known the difference because that is like <laughs> among the hardest Primo beats that Primo has dropped. Uh, but no, I hear you. Like, especially with RZA, right? Like we know RZA, like dark sounds, uh, you know, uh, shitty sound and sp 1200 drums they just like all work together and that's kind of the sound 
And yeah, great that you learn like to play in key and chords and stuff, but that's not what we know you for. Right. Well, you know, who who knows? If he would have dropped that, Rizza might have responded with something. He might have had that Bjork track in the cut. It could have bought something else out of him. So uh, none, none of the none of the shit that these guys played um, really did me wrong. It just my own personal sensibilities. Yeah. I was just like, I don't ever want to hear Gravel Pit. I don't like that track. I didn't know that yeah. Rizza uh, co-produced that, that Kanye track, um, Dark Fantasy. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, that was surprising to me. So, you know, and after that, then uh, Premier was like, oh, I got my Kanye shit, too. So, uh, yeah, yeah where, where your white girl at, RZA? Where your white girl at? Yeah. Yeah, and, and when he <laughs> threw class, that's, you know, of the, um, you know, since entering the Formulae Primo era, that one is the best of the Formulae Primo era, that classic. Word. With uh, Kanye, KRS, and them. Yeah, that was beautiful. Word. Um, all right, so... Moving on, were we going to talk about some other potential matchups here, or? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's 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 absolutely do that. Uh, I had a couple ideas, but yeah, I'm curious what uh, what what you guys thought of like what what could be next, or you know what other possibilities would be out there. I think it's hard just... to think of a battle that kind of lives up to to this. And now that we've had it, uh, you know, who knows how any other battle would hit really because um, mm -hmm. we've just had that moment you know what i mean and it might not ever really feel like this again but a lot of the names i was i was thinking of are kind of like the top guys like q-tip versus madlib would be one that i felt would be pretty fun but mm -hmm. i think the problem with that is that uh, a lot of you know early q-tip never really wanted to make a distinction in who produced what on the albums or who right. contributed true, to what true. so it's hard to really say in, in the most purest form, like, is this actually a Q-tip beat or is it, you know, Ali Shaheed Mohammed on the piano or something? But I think Q-tip and Madlib have catalogs that are jazzy and dope enough with some really strong uh, MCs and, and work under them that would be fun. I think that would be really fun. Mm -hmm. Nice. Plus, I think uh, Madlib might suffer... From for the same reason that this premiere RZA battle was so good, like when Q-Tip was putting in like his work, it was that time when the essence was like just in the air. Right. So that memory of all those classic Tribe tracks and his other uh, productions he was doing, as dope as you know, Mad Villain, Mad Villain right. and everything that uh, Madlib has touched, it's gonna be hard to overcome that energy mm -hmm. so who do you yeah, think like maybe those. like a prince paul so uh, so for me for me madlib would be the the amazing producer that he collabed with on the amazing album they dropped in the early 2000s which is uh dilla right. who is dead you'd have to do dilla's ghost but i think that would be an amazing matchup yeah like um, how shoes late was saying how shoes could could you know curate dilla's right playlist that would be dope yeah perhaps yeah um but yeah i think that i think that would be a good matchup the, i think the dillas would be more well known you, you you'd have like a, a probably need a little bit more of an underground crowd to give madlib yeah. a fair shot but beat for beat i think those would probably be the closest yeah so for me I, like uh, um looking at the the new york side so I think the closest equivalent for me for a RZA Primo matchup, I, I wrote down 
maybe Evil D beat miners mm. versus Pete Rock. Because uh, so much like RZA kind of had that like dark, very New York feel, much kept within the crew. Whereas you know Evil D beat miners, dark New York feel, filtered bass within the crew. Pete Rock kind of the you know the the, the alternate supremo. And then maybe the you know the winner of that battle could go against you know whoever we decided won between Primo and RZA and they could be the king. But I thought that I thought that would kind of be a cool you know somewhat equivalent matchup. Yeah. That one's not bad but, at all. You know, but you know first you know do like a, a round thing right RZA versus Evil D, Primo versus Pete Rock, and then you know the winners go against each other. But that's kind of one one I was thinking of would be cool for like a, a New York or another mm-hmm. East Coast battle. Another another name to throw into the hat there against um, Pete Rock would be um, Easy Mo B would be good. That's another one. Easy yeah. Mo B would be dope. Yeah. Him. So, Does so he actually, have enough tracks? Yeah. He's, he's got a few. Yeah. I did write down, uh, you know, if we're, if we're going like WWF or now WWE style, do a battle royale and you take all the producers from Illmatic. So you have like um, Primo, Large Pro, Pete, Pete Rock, Finesse. Large Pro, Finesse, you know, all those folks, you know, they all go at it together and see who comes out on top. I thought that would be like a fun, be uh, fun. one. You get get Jim McMahon to host that whole thing or something. Who would you yeah, guys... Like I said, uh, RZA's low-key my favorite producer, but I always say the beat miners are my favorite producers. Yo, yeah. Filtered bass lines. Mm. The pioneers like of my heart filtering bass lines. Yeah. Who do you who would you guys put up against like Ninth Wonder? Alchemist. What about like um Knots? You guys fuck with Knots? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's got the catalog. Man, I went and I was looking at his catalog. His catalog's fucking crazy. He's worked with everybody. Yeah, that's wild. Oh, I'm fucking up. I didn't record that since we came back from the break but yeah i just read a lot of shit that <laughs> fucking uh knots did damn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm sorry about the dot yeah. today and the listeners are just gonna have to deal with that shit quite a bit but uh i'll oh, clean good, it up man. some we, we took yeah, editing think, skills i think like these not titans of you know the culture producer battles would be like super interesting like uh some people from like the early two thousands like uh midi mafia or like cool and dre or even oh, later cool like dre yeah like uh justice league mm-hmm. and uh dj toomp like yeah those would all be crazy you know catalogs to listen to yeah so i i threw down one for for the west coast and i, I mean if you brought in like the population at large it, it would be very weighted but if you brought in the heads i think you could get a really really good um uh, battle event going and that was dr dre versus dj quick word because people don't yeah, know yeah, about quick would, man but if you know they, you know they don't so if you take the people that know right you know you'll have kind of and, and it would be tough to do yeah with with the masses because dre is just as huge as he is mm-hmm. but i mean both have worked with i mean a huge variety of Everywhere from huge superstars to you know underground folks that that, that aren't as well known, uh, very diverse, but also kind of west west coast sounding, um, and so you might have to yeah you limit it to the heads right. You have to take a, a, a hip hop quiz before you're allowed to enter and you know you know become somebody that's on the feed to watch. But I think Dre and DJ Quick would actually produce a uh, pretty good event like this. 
I think people would be continuously surprised by the shit that uh, DJ Quick's pulling out of his hat. It's like, yo, yeah. here's a Tupac track. Oh, you want to hear fucking right. Shaq? How about mm-hmm. Rakim? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Quick is... Yeah. Um, Quick could be like, yeah, I worked with those cats too. So, yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I'm having a tough time matching anyone with Dre just because right. a lot of people have bangers, you know, but Dre has anthems. Like That's the thing. Almost every single he's mm-hmm. released is an anthem. Well, I thought, you know, the a person that I thought could compete with Dre was Kanye because Kanye has a fucking a, a super strong catalog with some anthems in it. And, you know, he's been he putting does. out fucking hits and it it's it's comparable to kind of the the level of notoriety that um, the previous, you know, the 90s kids uh, have for Dre, the, the 2000s kids to have the same type of adoration for Kanye. And they've both worked that's with true. such a range of artists. Right. So I just thought that that that's a I fair think, match. I think, I, think I, it's, I, th- I think it's a fair match if you can look at it completely unbiased. But I think because they each of them kind of had their key era, their key era in different timelines, mm-hmm. that the, the natural biases that you're going to have is going to almost be like, you know, Democrats versus right. Republicans, you know, yeah. not, not willing to see. Right. You know, yeah. Kanye, since 2000, you know, he's got his base. Prior to that, Dre has his base. There's um, there's not really like a, a part of that essence. Yeah. There's not really like I, a counterpart yeah. for Kanye in his generation that kind of meets the same criteria. If if you, well, yeah, if you get if you get past those biases, you'll get a great battle. But aside from that, I think you'll just get a lot of arguing in the uh, Instagram comments. Word. Well, I think one of the dope aspects of the premiere Rizzo battle, which I think they should bring into all of the other battles is uh the story aspect like they're like talking to each other like sharing some background and you oh, know yeah. their own opinions of the time which kind of helps if they're contemporaries but also mm-hmm. you know we don't closely as- associate Riza and uh and a uh, premiere together but you know they definitely interacted so hearing that you know while they were battling was dope yeah. so in that sense i think uh dre and quick would be dope but also the dichotomy of Dre and Kanye would be dope. Right. But I think Kanye's best matchup would probably be Pharrell, if not just Blaze, then Pharrell. Actually, all three of them should battle each other. That would Kanye, be Kanye, Pharrell, just Blaze. I can hear that. I can yeah. hear that for sure. Yeah, I think Pharrell is probably a, a strong, uh, like a, a more even matchup than than just Blaze, but word up but if you, if you do pharrell if you want to get the, like the complete hit it do you have do you not have to do the neptunes can we do straight pharrell or do we have to go neptunes you you're gonna have to point. just let that concession go because so much of kanye's production has other people's fingerprints all over it too that's true they you got know? the no id factor and all that i, I mean I, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which um maybe late agrees with me is like his magnum opus is like every single track has a production credit by John Bryan, you know? So, like, can you really say that it's all Kanye? I don't know. Right. And, and on the same with Dre, I mean, Dre's admitted that, I mean, he works works with all kinds of different other right. musicians and just kind of, you know, does live sampling and, and works right. with them. So, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a anyway. big difference between like your engineer helping you getting in having a production credit and somebody actually helping you like lay out different drums and shit. So yeah, the word. Um, did I have anybody else? I mean, there's a lot of matchups like Alchemist versus Havoc would be interesting to me. You know, there's there's right. a lot of cats that, that Jake won. I would like to see, but the it gets to the point where it's like it could go all night. Yeah. You know, some of these are just like hip hop head type of matchups, you know, a buckshot right. versus true master or some shit. So yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'd love to see it. And this moment it was just so crazy to me. I I was kind of like on a high for the rest of the afternoon after watching this. Cause here in Japan that shit ended it, it was like three hours. It was like two and a half hours. Yeah, it was almost three hours. Right? So it was during the day. Yeah. Yeah, it was yep. great for me. Yeah, just a, Yo, I'm actually amazing for this, moment uh, for this um shit. I forgot the other person. It's Babyface and Babyface needs to go against Teddy, Teddy Riley. Riley. Oh, I don't think it's Teddy Riley, but it is somebody like that. That's dope. Yo, who's Yo and Mega, we, we chatted pretty recently about uh, the the whole Teddy Riley factor and how he's kind of responsible for mm. the Neptunes and all that. Right. So. Anyway, yeah, that's bar conversation or another another uh, mega late show. We'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, given the quarantine situation coming up, uh, or it seems to continue today, we just, uh, you know, they, they announced the announcement of uh, full Japan, like Japan uh, state of emergency right. is going to be announced tomorrow. Uh, or as this comes out, finally, we're going to be receiving our two Abe mask, which I'm super hyped about. Really hyped to get mine in the mail soon. So I'm I think stoked. we're going to be doing a lot more phone call um, episodes in the in the near future. At least I, I think something like this. So right. I don't know, guys. I mean, you you guys want to uh, like do an album review or something like that? I'm game Anybody for whatever, interested man. in that late? Oh, uh, yeah. You know I'm down. And there, there's been some albums that came out that I would love guys. to review. There's some joints that anytime came out. Anytime I can talk music with y'all, I'm good. So Word. I'm down. Oh shit! It is Teddy Riley, Babyface Teddy Riley. Oh, that's that's a versus that's joint. That's like good. a real that's joint that's happening. That's happening. Yeah, that's this. Oh, Saturday shit. if you're in America, Sunday ten o'clock uh, again. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not so like uh you know when it comes to hip hop shit, some of my information is like encyclopedic. Uh, that'll be good, man. Yeah, but it'll be some fun. of that New Jack Swing, yeah. Yeah, no, that battle's gonna be that. nuts. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. gonna be nuts. Yeah, I'll be there for it. A word. I don't know. Um, after maybe I'll toss out a couple album ideas to you guys to see if you guys want to uh, review them. There's a few joints that came out that uh, haven't been reviewed by the mainstream hip hop uh, media, and uh, maybe you guys want to do that, and we can set up another recording date. Let's do it. Word. All right. Well, should we get out of here then? Let's do it. Hey, thanks so much for uh, having me. Um, what an honor to join y'all, uh, especially for such an an important event. It uh, really is an honor to uh, have the chance to uh, be guest on your uh, legendary Tokyo podcast. Thanks so much. Anytime, nigga. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No doubt, no doubt. Word. I was trying to find that Christina Aguilera track. What's the name of that shit? Still (laughs) Dirty. I'm telling you, yo, it is so, so dope. All right, let me see. I'll be the judge of that. Right. Oh no, You'll I use the government. You're gonna be like, damn. All right, that is hot.
Yo, uh, I, I want to reiterate that uh, fans are trash. Um, wash your hands. Uh, stay inside. And yeah, this was a an amazing moment to live through. Instantly, classic, legendary. Yeah, it was uh, good for everyone, not just hip hop, but especially in times like these. I think it's what a lot of people needed. Word up, no doubt. All right, y'all. What, yo, Rory? This is uh, this is. Damn it! I said Rory again. It's all good. That's uh, my name. Dude. Okay, I did. I, 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 I forgot to ask you that. Okay. We'll keep it at that. Then I won't edit it out. But uh, Christina Aguilera, she got bars. This track is pretty good. This track is hot. Christina is Aguilera, hot. top five all time. I'm putting her above Drake. He just Cheers. got pushed out. All right. That's a battle. I think she might have him. All right. Let's get out of here. Anyway. All right. Uh-huh. Love y'all. All right, man. Peace, everybody. Peace.